0: Treadmills, but sometimes life can feel like uh, feel like this a little bit, can't it? It can feel like a a a bit of a treadmill, where we're kind of going uh, round and round in in circles, and we're chasing our tail, and um, we're getting worn out. So if you actually happen to use the treadmill, uh, they're the most boring things on, in the world, right? That's why they're for the clothes, because they're boring. Right? Nobody likes to do the treadmill uh, because it's boring, and you get worn out, and there's little joy involved in being on a treadmill. Is that right? Am I right? Uh, unless, you've got a, uh, unless you've got a goal or a purpose to be on the treadmill... Sometimes you maybe put a Netflix movie on, that helps, different things like that. Um, so that's why it's, it's, it's good for us to just stop sometimes and reflect on the things that we're thankful for. Because sometimes life can feel like it's a bit tedious and, and we're we're, going around, we're just going through the motions. We're just on the treadmill doing one thing after the other. Um, especially in church life, I think, because, you know, we come in Sunday, we do our little thing, do all the stuff that we have to do, we go out, and, uh, and, uh, and sometimes uh, the joy is not there. But as Christians, uh, we, ought to, we ought to have a lot of joy, right? We ought to be the people in the neighbourhood that have the joy, that are happy, right? This is what Solomon said. Okay, and and, and uh, Sue pointed out to us yesterday on Facebook, uh, in Ecclesiastes, remember Solomon in, in Ecclesiastes, had a time for baling hay, a time for fixing tractors. Oh, sorry. A, t- a time for, sorry, I should say a time for breaking tractors and a time for fixing tractors. Okay? There are, and there's different people that do different things. and And, uh, and so, but there's a... <laughs> There's a different, uh, a different group of people and, and, and there's a different time for everything. Solomon said there's a time for everything. How am I going to get out of this? I don't know. Let's keep moving forward. Okay, so in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3. Uh, <laughs> Solomon says, but, but out of all of this, out of all our toil and, and work and, and everything, uh, what do people really get for it all in the end? He said, "I've seen the burden that God has placed on us all. Yet, yet this is Susurus. Yet, God has made everything beautiful, even yucca plants. <laughs> everything beautiful God has made. Everything beautiful in it for its own time. He planted, uh, his, and He's planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see." the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end that's interesting isn't it so I conclude he says there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can uh, and for people and people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are gifts from God right eat drink and be merry right is that right just just live it up just just do everything that you want to do just just, just enjoy life in the confines of God. Yeah? that's what Solomon uh, Solomon concluded in the end, isn't it? He said God's made everything beautiful, it's, it, it, and, and we should do that. We should be happy. We should live our lives. Okay? He's given us our lives to live, so we should live our lives. Okay, we shouldn't just um, put all the teacups, you know, the old teacups in the in the cabinet and never use them, okay? Well, maybe you can if that's what you want to do. But, but do you know what I mean? We, we say we're going to use them for a special occasion and then all of a sudden uh, we die and we've never used them and then they get passed out to the next generation and they never get, But they're made to be used, right? So we, we, we do we do that, but we do it with, with wise words of Solomon at the end, at the end of, of Ecclesiastes. He said, this is the whole story. So you'll have to read everything. But at the end, he comes to this. He says, here's my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands. For this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. So yes, enjoy life for what it is, but understanding that we do that (laughs) under God. Obeying, Obeying him. Obedience is important. And in our passage today in Thessalonians, Paul says to the people, he says these words, which I, which I think are, are, are profound for thanksgiving. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How do we enjoy life? Like Solomon said, how, how do we live uh, that full life and, and, and be happy in and, and everything? Well, we give thanks in all circumstances. Is this God's will for us in Christ Jesus? We do it through Christ Jesus. And I think this is really important in, 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 in the letters, in Paul's letters. Um, you know, we have uh, the Gospels. We talk about following Jesus. Uh, we have four Gospels. It's pretty important what's said in those Gospels. They back each other up. They tell us a story about Jesus. Jesus is the one we follow. And Paul always points back to Jesus. And Jesus is the centre of the, of, the, of the Gospel, isn't he, of the, of the Bible. We, we go there and then we, we, we find out other things. So even when Paul's here, Paul's speaking, uh, and Paul's discussing things with people, sending these letters out, to people in their, in their different contexts. He's always referring back to Christ. He's always saying, this is, this is in Christ. You, you look, we look to Christ um, as, as we do um, what we do. It's interesting, isn't it? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. How do, how do we go with it? How do we go? With this? Thinking about Thanksgiving because as we come to a time of Thanksgiving and and as I think about Thanksgiving, thanks for the good stuff, thanks for thanks for the great harvest this year, you know. But what if you're in a place where there's not a great harvest? How are you? How are you thankful? And we've been there, obviously. You've you, you've been been there in your life, whether you're a farmer or not. Whether you know you've had you've had plenty or had had not not enough. Um and 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 paul encourages the people and the the thessalonians it's a good kind of um group to look at because they're not um they're not bad but he's just trying to encourage them to be even better even more and and you know there might be a few issues here and there we could speculate as to what they might be or, or whatever but paul's encouragement to them is 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 basically into following jesus in, 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 in being everything that he, he has made us to be. And so when he says rejoice always, he's saying um, rejoice when it's convenient to you. Huh? Rejoice when uh, things are going well. Right? Uh, rejoice you know, when, it's, when it's all cushy. Right? Rejoice always. So that's the challenge, isn't it, for us? And I can't stand up here at the front and tell you how to do any of this uh, specifically, because it's something that you have to work out in your own life. Something I have to work out continually, uh, working out how is it, you know? But that's the heart of of the Christ follower. That's the heart of the person that loves Jesus. Is 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 the, is that is that passion to to know Him more, to 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 um, to, to go through the time when uh, when we're not rejoicing much, and say, "Well, how how next time can I rejoice? Or well, how can I get in, in in amongst that and and be rejoicing?" You know, praying continually probably helps. Anybody pray continually? Ever experienced what it's like to pray continually? Does anybody even know what that means? Yeah, always in an attitude of prayer, praying continually. I wonder if it's uh, if it's different for different people, or if it's if it's just this. You know, it's more about proximity to God, isn't it? It's more about proximity to Jesus, where we are with Him, how we, how our relationship with Him is going on a, on a daily basis. You know, if we're rejoicing always, we're prote- we're praying continually, then we can give thanks in all circumstances, all circumstances, um, not just because. Uh, it's a good thing to do but because it's God's will for us in Christ Jesus. so with that little reflection there um, you know we can say thanks a bunch it's a little bit a little bit gimmicky. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. But who are we thanking? Uh, who are we thanking? We're thanking God, aren't we? For the life he's given us. We're thanking him. It, there might be lots of things that we can be thankful for. I was just uh, thinking about a few things. You know, we, we're thankful for Jesus. That's, that's key isn't it to our faith really uh, is, 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 is being thankful for Jesus and what he did and everything that he is but we're also thankful for um, the spiritual healing that we have and there's people amongst us uh, that are thankful for uh, physical healing that we've seen this year uh, there, there's people around here that are thankful for the harvest Okay, you don't have to put your hand up I can see the smile on your face every day it's like a cheeky grin. We thank you, thankful for the harvest. Uh, there's people thankful for a new job. Okay, there might be some people that are thankful they got sacked from the old job. I don't know. Um, thankful for a new job. Thankful for a place to live. You know, some people have changed uh, addresses and and they've got a place to live. They're, whereas they, you know, they don't have to be out of a place. Uh, maybe it's a new friendship that we're thankful for. The relationships that we've had that we're thankful uh, for those things. The dot, 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 etc. etc. So many things that we can be thankful for. Are good things in our life. But what about things like adversity that we've experienced? What about grief and loss and hardship and pain and suffering and brokenness, et cetera? No. We don't want to dwell on those things but we need to be thankful for them we need uh, to be able to um, give thanks even in those circumstances because they bring us closer to God they 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 they, they in, in a necessary in say they push us onto our knees, don't they? So that we can pray, so that we can uh, do those things. They help us uh, to appreciate the good things in life, don't they? And so, as we come in, thankfully, can you can can we say, because we because we look at those things, and even even I and and in, in my my uh, demeanour changed, didn't it? And my voice changed. And I wasn't like, oh, you know, thanks for adversity. You know, we're going to be thankful in our grief and in our loss. That truck hit that cat last week. That's fantastic. No. No. We, we, we don't be like that. That's, that's, um, that's, that's not meaning that we, we have to be excited about that stuff. But then we're trusting God. And that we're thankful for to, to, that he's got things in control. That he's got everything in control. That we can trust him 100% in all of our life. Thank you, God. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. So that we can rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. So... We'll just give a, a few minutes for us, just to, just quietly, um, where you are, just to think about the things that you can be thankful for, um, whether it's good or, or not so good, um, that's, that's taken place over the year that's been. Um, maybe there's stuff in the, in, in the year ahead that you think you're thankful for already, but being able to thank, um, thank God for those things right now. Have a few minutes by yourself. And then I'm going to get Laurie to, uh, to pray um, out loud uh, for all of us after a few minutes. Right. You now my um, my great desire uh, is To be the person that Jesus wants me to be, to follow Jesus with with all of my life, to to do everything right all the time, to never falter. (laughs) Um, And my great desire is 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 that for you too, for us as a community, Um, to be um, followers of of Jesus, to to represent Him in in our uh, in our families, in our life, and you know, I, I um, we're a work in progress. We are. Let's let's not um, pretend to be uh, to have made it. And I also often uh, say that, and and it's true. But we we uh, our our heart and our our attitude uh, should always be that we want to be. Closer to Jesus. We sing about it all the time. Draw me closer. Um, let me be closer to Jesus. And that's Paul's um, passion for the people as you read his letters. It's always it's always that, you know. He's... Uh, um, we came back to this passage in um, Thessalonians where um, he said, um, you know... Uh, if you look at at, at the start of uh, Thessalonians chapter one, uh, it's Paul, Silas, and Timothy, and to, to the church in Thessalonians and God the Father. This is um, not what's on the screen, uh, and he says, "We always thank God for all of you, and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and our and Father your work produced by faith." your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we lived and among you for your sake? You became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering uh, with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned, from God, uh, turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. And in Thessalonians, one of Paul's um, things that he kind of is highlighting too is that this that we we have a, a um uh, he, he talks about the coming uh, the, the second coming about this, and it's not uh, it, it's to say that you know there's a there is a sense of urgency about um about life, and you know, um, <laughs> we, we only live for probably 80, 80, 90 some of us quite a bit less years. So whether or not Jesus comes in 10 years, 20 years, or 100 years, or 200 years, doesn't, it's not really important uh, for us to get too hung up on because we're all going to die anyway. Does that make sense? Like we're we, we we are, we are all going to die. So there is a sense of urgency about, um, uh, about living for him about sharing him uh, with people. And it's not the sense of urgency that says, I need to quickly go up to that person while they're at the ATM and rip them away and tell them about Jesus. But let's get a balance into it. Yeah, I I think I've talked about that before. Um, So you see, there's that. And then in the verse that I uh, that I read earlier Thessalonians 5 he talks about uh, that we ask you brothers and sisters to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Now this probably, he's probably talking about the leaders in the church, uh, possibly talking about the elders. I'm not focusing purely on that today, although part of the commissioning or that, we, that we do or um, look at is that those people, the leaders in our church, have been um, appointed by us under God, we believe, with his direction um so and they're the ones that are among us that that uh, care for us in the law that have that responsibility to admonish us to, to maybe tell us uh, when we're not doing things the way that we should be um, so we need to hold them in the highest regard uh, also leaders in the different, in the different groups that we're a part of that have stepped up to do that uh, but you see here I love this because um, Paul's you know he's got a lot a lot in this little passage um, he talks about living at peace with each other we urge you brothers and sisters warn those who are idle and disruptive encourage the disheartened help the weak be patient with everyone. And there's a sense in the church that everybody uh, plays a part. That everybody is commissioned. And my mind always goes back to the Great Commission. Uh, it's a doing thing, there's something that needs to be done. Uh, it, it, the Great Commission is go, right? Go. Do something. Um, he says, make sure nobody that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Those verses. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. Now, how do you how do you live for Christ? How do you do the commission? How do you how do you how do you as a lead how do we as leaders um fulfill the mission that we're supposed to fulfill because it's important that that we know that isn't it it's important that that you you can also uh, in a sense keep us accountable too as leaders and one of the important things here uh, is the quenching of the spirit Um, and and for me as a leader that's important for you as as part of the congregation for all of you for all of us it's important now, it says here, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, Reflect, reject every kind of evil. So, prophecy, uh, meaning the scriptures, what's in the scriptures, um, but also maybe what somebody else is, is um, highlighting to you from the scriptures. Okay, so somebody somebody else might say to you, um, "This is what this is a this is a word or something you might get uh, from you." This is a word I've got for you. Uh, or this is a Bible a passage a passage in Scripture that I've got for you today. Uh, all prophecies should line up with the Scripture. That's what Paul's saying. He's saying anything that, that comes to you, the conversations that we have with each other, uh, should be able to line up with the Word of God. Um, that you test them, not just by uh, uh, by talking to one person necessarily, but by um, being able to talk to a lot of people. So I, I um, when I first... Uh, when I first... Well, uh, felt like I had a call into pastoral ministry. Uh, I went to my pastor at the time, and he said, well, look, let's, um, I don't know if I've told you this, I probably have told you this. I went to him and I said, um, uh, this is what I feel. And he said, well, we get a group of people together, and um, we'll have a discerning time, a discernment. And, uh, you know, the, it's good to talk to a few people, especially if it's a life, especially if it's a really important thing in your life. Um, you talk to a lot of people. You talk to, you know, a few people. Not just, not just taking my word, for, for example, or uh, somebody else's, but test it. And always go back to the scripture. Okay. This is what we really need to be, um, is people of the word. People of the word. And I think, you know, I've heard this about Granite. I've heard this about us as a church, that we're people of the word. We focus on the word of God. Um, and that's important but that's not just in uh preaching on a sunday morning that should be in our lives uh, all the time day in day out we're in the scripture we're, we're studying it you know we download the the, the, the programs the different um, and in this day and age we've got no excuse right uh, uh the, the commentaries are out there the only excuse that we have is just being able to find out what is the what is the, the truth and what is not the truth That's our biggest challenge today. It's probably been the biggest challenge over all of history. Um, But there's so much out there. But um, being able to uh, then maybe shut off what's out there and just come back to the Bible as well. Just come back to Scripture. Uh, And if you know... See, there's an advantage in knowing uh, the Scripture, uh, in knowing uh, the Word of God, because then you can go, well, maybe... I. Uh, I remember seeing something hearing something in the in the Bible about this. Okay, well Google it. Yeah? Google's good for that. There must be some Christians at Google because they seem to have pretty good responses. Um, and you know, I always tell the kids in school too, if you can figure out how to find an answer, it's not cheating. Okay? It's just using the resources that you have. So if you're sitting down and you look up and there's a verse on the toilet door or whatever, you use that, okay? It's not cheating. Just that's a different concept, con- context, but uh, it, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever you whatever you get, wherever you can get it from, um, you you use it. You use the resources, and you you, you do this as you as you're um, commissioned, okay? Because part of our commissioning as Christians uh, is that uh, is this one here. Right? Go. Oh, it's confusing that one, isn't it? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the key focus uh, is that little word there called disciples. And I blew it up, and it became a little bit uh, pixelated, a bit blurry, and I think sometimes that's how we see it, isn't it? Discipleship is uh, is it a bit blurry what is a disciple? how, how are we followers of Jesus? Uh, what does that look like? if it's blurry for you go back to the scriptures you know get alongside somebody and clarity uh, can come. Really, the heart of what I want to say is just that as we commission uh, the leaders, but as we commission each other as well, that we are uh, people of the word, that we are disciples of Jesus, not disciples of Ash or disciples of Neil or disciples of Joe, disciples of Jesus making other disciples of Jesus. That's the focus. So, on Sunday mornings at Granite, we have a lot of people doing a lot of different things. Um, You know, organising the singing, musical instruments, playing vocals, uh, people do the bulletin, greeting. uh, There's people just... Go out there and greet. Coffee machine. Sunday school, crash computers. Uh, Bible reading. Organising communion. Offering. Handing out communion. Stocking the pantry. I don't know who does that, but it's generally always stock, so thank you. Uh, Bringing the milk. Um, Doing the dishes. Leading the service. Preaching. Listening. Listening. So sitting where you are now, listening. Uh, Joining in. You're joining in. Uh, Speaking to each other afterwards. Encouraging each other. Now I don't know, you might just think you're silly Ash, we don't need to commission these people, but I think we do. I think we, we're we all part of this church family together and we're all commissioned uh, to do this great commission and uh, this is part of it. This is This is enabling us to do that as we get together, as we are his people together, as we encourage each other, as we get along and do the different things that need to be done, that we that we do, that that we, you know. So I'm going to just pray right now for for this this group of people, which is all of us. Father God, I do thank you so much that you love us. Thank you that you um, brought us together in this place, um, this eclectic bunch of people um, that want to follow you. And I just pray that we would um, more and more every day uh, be the people that Jesus wants us to be. I thank you for the people that make Sunday mornings happen, and uh, and I just pray that you would work in their lives. Uh, you know, the smallest of the job and the biggest of the job. We all need to be focused on you, Jesus. And just the people that are that are you know, there's people that maybe are, 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 are burnt out or people that are uh, that are just at the moment just wanting to sit in the in the pew and, and listen and and be here and. Uh, Father God I pray for, for, the, for them as well that they would feel um, the, the, the mission the, the, uh, the great Commission on their lives too as they're a part of our community everybody that comes here that as they're touched by your holy Spirit that uh, yeah that they would grow continually throughout the rest of uh, this year and, and forever um, as the people that you want them to be in Jesus name. amen. And then um, there's the other stuff that goes on outside of Sunday uh, in different places. We've got MOPS and uh, the, the leaders um, who work in MOPS, and also the different people that do the uh, look after the kids and whatnot. Uh, and the youth group leaders, and there's neighborhood groups um we've got people in the church that work in uh first look op shop is it look first (laughs) (laughs) look first Op shop uh they do sri in schools that volunteer in hospitals exciting uh, to hear uh people getting getting in and being involved in the hospitals as well Uh, volunteering in different things in, in in community groups as well um but then in your workplace as you go out, you you, you represent, don't we? We represent uh, Jesus uh, wherever wherever we are, in our sporting clubs, home, neighbour, neighbours, with our neighbours, friends, family. And then of course there's deacons and elders, um, which I'm one of. Um, but do you, do you see it like we, we I don't want to let you off the hook. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit here and do a commissioning for the leaders, the big leaders, when we all have the responsibility to be the people of God, wherever we are. And we all have the responsibility to represent Jesus. And not just the responsibility, but the opportunity. How awesome is it uh, that, we, that that He wants us to do that for Him? And, and, and we should be the ones with the smiles on our face, remember? We should be the ones that are, that are happy and, and, and joyful in everything um, as we go about and do that. So, um, the last prayer, I just want to get um, David Watts to pray uh, for this this group as well. Okay. thank you. We gather here on a Sunday morning today.